G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's always a good thing to reflect on those notable Christians and those notable Christians of modern Christian history might have something to show us here in the 21st century and a focus today on One of those Christians that Bill Muhlenberg, Christian cultural commentator, has been reflecting on and writing about over this past week. A identity known as Arthur Walkington Pink, who was an Englishman but spent three years of his life here in Australia and then traversing continents at the US and back to the UK. But in all of this time, a prolific writer about the things of God. Bill Muhlenberg's been reflecting on Arthur Walkington Pink. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Bill, let's get a context here. I mean, he basically died the year you were born. So uh, it's early early 20th century. Yep, yep. Yes, he... uh as you said, born in the UK. Uh, actually, even though he had a, a fairly good home, he got himself into the occult and theosophy and a lot of weird stuff. So he wasn't a Christian straight up. But once he did become uh, in his late teens, early 20s, he had quite an impact. And uh, certainly in Reformed circles, A.W. Pink would be well-known, evangelical Circles, uh, you know, simply go to your Christian bookstores, Kurong here in Australia, for example. They'll always have a good stock of the books by A.W. Pink. So a bit of a shaky beginning, but then, as you say, is it was really his writing ministry that took off. In fact, he became much more popular after he died than while he was still alive. So there might be lessons there for some who wonder, am I doing much for the kingdom? Before we talk about some things he wrote about, something very interesting is you're raising that here, that not all of us have this sort of picture-perfect past. And we go through issues and events on our journey and the way that we're brought up, uh, the parenting family background that we have, the pursuits that we are into as we seek some level of truth and meaning. And uh, here's someone who has been through that, got a little bit of a past, and yet blossoms into someone who can really reflect on the things of God beautifully. Yeah, well, exactly. It's um, Many of us have that story. I was the same, got saved in my late teens after, well, similar past, I guess. I was into the occult, Eastern religions and all that. So in that sense, similar. So yeah, you have on the one hand uh, those who get off to a bad start, But then, of course, there's some, even as a Christian, there may be bumpy patches along the way. If those who know much about Pink, uh, it seems he sometimes had problems, sometimes didn't always connect with the local churches, found himself eventually not really claiming any denomination, and, you know, 
There's been a lot of discussion by his biographers. Well, was this his personality? Was he a little bit too fussy? Was he, you know, hard to get along with? So that's part of the discussion. But uh, as I quote in my article about Pink, uh, one of his main biographers said, well, look, even these perhaps quirks of his personality ended up helping him to become what he did and to have this now worldwide impact even long after his death. So it's funny, God is, uh, well, he's gracious, he's patient. Uh, There's no cookie-cutter Christians, for one. And for two, he can use us often with all of our weaknesses. And, you know, we're all far from perfect, and yet we can have an impact. A little like you, Bill, a prolific writer of sermons and articles and books. I imagine that if there had been internet and social media in his day, he would have been the guy who was prominent in all of those ways that he could get his message out. Yes, that's right. Uh, Again, he didn't have that. Thankfully, we can enjoy these things today. Uh, in fact, I'm always amazed at any prolific Christian writer from the past, right? They've written billions of books, articles, sermons, and all often by hand, or even the typewriter wasn't always around at first. So uh, we've got a lot of advantages here, but yeah, his gift was writing. In fact, part of the reason I ended up doing this piece on pink I've got, I think, over 50 now in this series on notable Christians. It's always good just to be aware of other great saints of the past and to get encouraged and, you know, really enthused about what God can do with people. But the story on this one is interesting. I, of course, have quite a few of his books. I was intending eventually to do a bio on Pink. Somebody wrote a comment into my website on a different article I had written in which I guess I was asking, you know, do we think we really are making an impact for Christ? Do we get discouraged? Uh, Which is easy to do. I can get discouraged thinking I'm not being of that much of a use for the kingdom. So anyways, this very kind Christian fellow wrote in a comment. He said, Bill, you're doing a great job. You really encouraged me. He may even even mention Vision Radio. I I forget. But then he said, you know, you remind me of A.W. Pink. He was discouraged. He never had a, a big outreach in terms of his magazine, his speaking engagements. So he kind of resigned himself for just writing a lot of articles. So that really spurred me on to finish my piece on Pink. And again, we all have different gifts, different callings. But I guess the thing that I took note of, not just because I'm kind of similar to him, but there may be many of your listeners thinking, well, you know, I'm plugging away, I'm doing my thing, I'm trying to be faithful to Christ in the kingdom, but I'm, I'm one, am I bearing much fruit? And as we say about Pink, it was only after he died that his ministry really took off in a big way. Uh, he had written a few books prior to 1922, but when his magazine came out in that year, everything he did was simply articles for the magazine. He kept it up faithfully wherever he was for 30 years until he died. And it was after he died, publishers went crazy. You know, they tried to find any of his articles they could find. So, for example, he would do a series on the book of Exodus or Genesis. So now we have, go to any bookstore, Gleanings from Exodus, Gleanings from Genesis by Pink. 
So publishers took his articles, put them together as books, and they've been selling like hotcakes ever since. So that might give some of us hope. Uh, maybe we're not seeing all the fruit and the impact that we might like now, but if we're faithful, who knows? Perhaps it'll be in the next life that our ministry will continue. So I guess we can be encouraged in a sense. So we've got writing books. You've got a magazine, which was never especially viable and successful, but you've got him as a prolific letter writer too and wrote Mm. 20,000 letters to others and that expression of the pastoral heart. So with all of this writing, someone must have thought, it's worth preserving. I'll keep those letters uh, or those articles. I'm keeping a stash of those magazines. And as you say, after he died, then there was a rush on getting the good material that he'd been writing about. Yeah, so, uh, well, that's a good lesson. Keep what you've done. Uh, for example, in the old days, when I used to be on Facebook, I'd been kicked off. <laughs> I had friends who would write in, you know, kind of lengthy posts and really good stuff, good meditations or uh, discussions of whatever the issue. So I'd tell them, well, don't just let these things get lost on Facebook. Uh, Save what you write. Keep a folder somewhere and keep all your writing saved. You never know. Uh, might come in handy in the future, and, it, you know, good stuff shouldn't be put away. So, yes, thankfully the magazine, of course, had uh, those 30 years' worth of articles, so they could be gleaned from. Uh, probably cut a good amount of those 20,000 letters, which he often wrote just to encourage others, uh, were available. So, again, you just don't know the fruit you might have. He, uh, The magazine, he had never really went over a 1,000 in terms of subscribers. So by today's standards, I suppose you'd say it was a bit of a failure, and that brought him down. He knew he couldn't, you know, it went up for a while, but then it started going down, and he got discouraged. He got depressed. But again, today, A.W. Pink, household name for many Christians. So perseverance is the key. Hang in there, even if it looks like you're not doing all that you might want to be. God is fully aware of your efforts, and uh, if you do it unto the Lord faithfully, obediently, well, there will be fruit uh, one way or another. So he spent three years of his life here in Australia. Do we know much about what his life was like while he was here, Bill? Yeah, again, his biographers uh, will spend a few chapters on his time here. I recall, well, the, probably the key biography is by Ian Murray, who's written a number of good books on other Christians, but I remember in his uh, biography, talking about his time in Australia, I think at one point he was saying when he first arrived, by ship, of course, uh, within the first nine months of being here, I think it was mostly at that point in Sydney, Uh, He had already done 300 talks and sermons, you know, churches or meetings of different kinds. So that was a period in which he was very active. So even if he seemed to be a bit of a failure, uh, both at home in England and in America, where he ministered for a while, there's, in fact, uh, people that uh, were alive when Murray wrote his biography of Pink, right, Sydney Siders or Melbourneites and so on saying, oh, yeah, I remember the Ministry of Pink. I was there at some of his meetings, and he really did have an impact. 
so uh, again, it's uh, worth persevering, hanging in there. Uh, you can preach yourself until you're, you know, sore in the throat, and you may wonder if you're doing much good. But for many, you will be having an impact, and uh, so that's one quality of pink we can take away. You persevere. It looks in the flesh, at least, like you're not getting anywhere. You're not having an impact, but in God's eyes, you're doing well indeed. So just hang in there and keep at it. Arthur W. Pink. And as you say, most of the books by A.W. Pink were published after his death. Uh, which ones do you think uh, you might like to recommend for listeners, Bill, as uh, ones that you could keep an eye out for? Mm. Well, he's written a several that I especially like. The Attributes of God is a short little, well, usually now paperback but I've always enjoyed that one. The Sovereignty of God is another that he did. But as I say, he did a lot of uh, uh, articles just on books of the Bible. So looking at various Old Testament books or biblical characters, I would say they're pretty much all worth getting. In fact, I think I quote um, Martin Lloyd-Jones, the great English preacher, um, he at one point told a minister, don't worry about Bart and Bruner, get pink if you want to be edified and blessed in your preaching ministry. So, yeah, pretty much anything. Go to your wrong, whatever. Check out. Uh, they got a classic section. I think A.W. Pink will be found there. And, yeah, you'll be blessed by him. Even well past when he died, his impact continues with us today. Well, the article we're talking about, Bill's biographical article on A.W. Pink, Arthur Walkington Pink, Notable Christians, A.W. Pink, you'll find that at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.